if uh, you are interested in our innovation or solution come and talk to us and we uh, we have an excellent track record that we can empower people and organization in in many ways welcome to startup west the podcast about west australian startup founders who have been there and done it or right here and doing it my name is chris tan and i'm steve elias and before we start we'd like to acknowledge that we are recording this podcast in the land of the Wajak people of the Noongar Nation and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'd also like to thank our sponsors. Startup West is produced by Startup News and sponsored by the City of Perth, RSM, Space Cubed, TechOn, Curtin University and Dinner Twist. And wait till the end of the episode for a $30 off offer from Dinner Twist. In this episode, we speak with Mehdi Ravenbaksh, CEO and founder of startups MapEasy and Crypto Crispy. Mehdi, welcome to Startup West. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to be here. Thanks, Mehdi. And um, can you tell us a bit about, I guess, the specifics of MapEasy, MapEasy and uh, Crypto Crispy? Yeah, sure. Uh, MapEasy is a geospatial mapping company, and it started uh, almost eight years ago. Okay. And when I was academic at UWA. And I attended a accelerator programs called the Start Something. And that was actually the, the starting point for me to set up MapEasy and the working with industry. And uh, the, the initial point for us was uh, engaging with local startups and working with the drone companies in, in Perth. And essentially the, the problem that they had was that they captured data from uh, forestry and plantation and an Israeli company processed their images for tree counting. Mm -hmm. And because the quality of the image was not uh, suitable for image processing, they, they contacted us and they said that they are interested to get this analytics. And so that was a starting point for us in MapEasy. Okay. And that was started in first days of MapEasy that we had the paying project. So that uh, funding from those projects uh, was used to support uh, other activities. And then later on, we... And we were searching for a big problem or finding a gap in the market. Mm -hmm. So we attended the on-prime program in CSIRO as a part of UWA team and uh, essentially interviewing uh, customers and discovering where there is a big problem. And uh, a year later, I attended the Gravity Challenge organized by Deloitte. And that was the time that we found a, a big problem to solve in insurance and in real estate, essentially mapping the mm. build environment. Okay. So uh, at that point, uh, actually, we had a couple of other projects. For example, we had grants from government for fish counting measurement and species recognition in underwater environment. These were, uh, as I said, uh, a couple of grants we had from government. Yeah. And at the same time, we had different projects from uh, big organizations like Airbus, Toyota, Maxar. We had a number of awards from these organizations for different activities. For example, yeah. for Toyota, we developed a road mapping solution, which was a critical component for autonomous driving. Mm. And also a bit of... Uh, improving the positional accuracy of the satellite. So these are different projects that we did. Uh, and that was a part of process to search and find a big problem to solve or a problem that is, is repeatable and is scalable. And for Airbus, uh, uh, finding, uh, detecting building footprint 
in urban environment uh, was uh, another solution that we developed. And for, as I said, uh, we also work with a number mm -hmm. of uh, mining and oil and gas companies for mine rehabs and various use cases. In agriculture, for example, for agriculture with pest and disease detection through uh, smartphone images and uh, drone or satellite images, essentially using all these sorts of uh, data to provide analytics for uh, these industries and to help them to be more efficient and make a smart decision in their day-to-day -day operation. But as I said, after all this project, we found a big problem to solve, and that was in real estate and insurance, mm -hmm. which uh, in Gravity Challenge, we were awarded by RAA, which is a big, uh, like uh, RAC, but in uh, uh, South Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, with uh, for IAG, IAG is one of the leading insurance companies. MAP is awarded uh, twice by them in that gravity challenge. And uh, since then, we're focusing on developing an AI geospatial analytics platform. Right. That yeah. in a way that we develop this, if, for example, insurance or real estate companies, uh, they, uh, they want to have the latest information about properties, risk about properties, and also from the surrounding object. But this analytics is up-to-date, and this can be created on demand. So that was one component. Another component is uh, change analytics to these properties. For example, for insurance to be able to uh, find out, for example, which properties have uh, installed solar panel or pool mm -hmm. or uh, extra uh, structure in the, uh, for example, uh, land parcel that helped them to uh, revisit the premium for insurance mm. and that's source of revenue for them okay. and that's only for insurance but in real estate for urban planning for example finding uh, information about population movement but this information through mapping perspective sure. and that's uh, very briefly about MapEasy. In CryptoCrispy this is our, our, our uh, a recent innovation and company that we launched last year is less than a year. Okay. And uh, the platform was launched uh, a couple of months ago and uh, the traction in the market was huge. We, we work with one of the leading uh, Australian crypto exchanges and the, in CryptoCrispy, essentially what we do, we uh, digest huge volume of data, we call big data, and from technical indicators, not sure how much you're in trading, but uh, in crypto. Not a lot. Not a lot? <laughs> not a lot okay. okay. <laughs> I think uh, this is one of the obstacles for people to come into crypto market and have some passive income. Okay. Yeah. Because it's very technical. And mm. some people think that you have to learn charts, stats, and uh, all the time follow the news, social media to see what's happening and have uh, impact that can have on crypto price movement. Mm -hmm. okay. Now in our platform, you don't need to worry about all this. So okay. we digest all this data. And if you come to our platform, we just single click, we process all this data through AI. We predict that, let's say in one hour, three hours, six hours, 12 hours, and 24 hours, what would be the price movement? It's very accurate. Okay. And I see that some young people all the time looking at charts and... Uh, lock themselves in a room yeah, or yeah. when they are on holiday, just all the time yeah. check these charts. I wish I had that time. Should that <laughs> be the case? Well, I think maybe Chris and I need to sign up tonight. I think have so. Have this weekend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get cracking on it. 
Yeah, and that's that's kind of the actually intention of Crypto Crispy was that make trading uh, profitable yeah. and yeah. easy for average people. Yeah, and uh, we implemented some interesting features in Crypto Crispy like alert system right. that uh, we alert um, signals based on your preference, whether hourly alert or once per day or twice per day. So in a way that you can go to your daily work or exercise, so just yeah. uh, just enjoy your holiday. Yeah. But at the same time, you can receive alert. Yeah. So when you re- receive alert, you know that this is time to buy and sell. Yeah. You go to your exchange and you're sure that this result is accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was the, the whole plan for Crypto Crispy. As I said, uh, in a couple of months, we connected to leading exchanges. They assessed our performance report yeah. of yeah. different coins. And what the feedback that I've got from them is that over 70% accuracy Amazing. in our signals. Yeah. That's great. And they are interested to integrate our solution into their exchanges. Amazing. So people can come in there and they can easily do the trading mm-hmm. and without any you know, uh, background in finance or crypto or blockchain. And this, this uh, I guess, one of the challenges that uh, for newcomers to trading industry to learn all this, this still after learning all this material, most of them uh, reported loss in mm. their portfolio yeah, okay. yep. because it's not easy to learn patterns, technical indicator, change indicators, yeah. Uh, follow, let's say, whales, people who are very powerful in the crypto market. Yeah. In in our platform, we follow all this all the time. Mm. Or those uh, big guys, when they move, they yeah. change the market. Mm. And when there is a change, you will get an alert. You know that this is time to ride on the wave. I think you got two, two sign-ups today. <laughs> yeah, well, look, yes. uh, and that's the big reason why Chris and I are here because we, we love tech, right? And I yes. uh, love yeah. speaking to people yeah. like yourself, Medi. And I can see this is going to go down a rabbit hole for me because I'm going to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning getting these alerts that I need to get it back on my platform and, and see if I can a buy text it. text from yeah. you and be like, Chris, did you see it? Yeah, Let's we should it. grab that. <laughs> grab that stuff. Yeah, that's, so, that's yeah. exactly what uh, we want to hear from uh, actually – uh, people that they um, they use the technology, they mm, benefit yeah, from sure. this. They save time for you no know, spending mm, time with family, mm, exactly, yeah. Yeah. holiday, yeah, yeah. and doing yeah. exercise. Yeah. No. yeah. Well, um, you've you've gone through and you've told us a little bit of the, about about these successes that you've been having with uh, MapEasy and with uh, Crypto uh, Crispy. Could you tell us a bit about some of the challenges that you faced when you were building both of these platforms? Companies? Sure. Uh, in in Mapizi, the the challenge that uh, we had uh, initially was finding the first customers, and as as I said, the the solution that we offered was unique. And uh, we when we secured the first opportunity for tree counting in forestry, and then we build on that. Yeah. But uh, the challenge is that finding uh, a really, I guess, uh, scalable and repeatable business model. That's another challenge. And um, so there is no magic solution for this. I think the only way is that just uh, uh, connecting with businesses and organization mm-hmm. and build, co- build trust and confidence with them and find out what problem they've got. And then when developing solution and solving that problem, you need to assess whether that problem could be applied to other businesses or to a larger industry. And we did uh, a couple of uh, pivots to get yeah. to this. Uh, another was um, 
for fish counting and measurement using underwater stereo videos. Yeah. We had a very competitive government grant, but we realized that that's mainly for conservation application. So rather the beyond, for example, Ames, which is Australian Marine Research Institute, not many businesses are interested in this. Of course, uh, aquaculture and commercial fishery was one of them, but uh, the solution was not directly applicable to aquaculture environment. <laughs> so we moved on, uh, working with uh, local mapping agencies and the experience that we had for mapping the essentially build a natural environment. We put this all together and we attended Gravity Challenge with essentially the, the team was insurance mm -hmm. and um, assessing the risk through mapping data. So that was uh, that was the time that we realized that you know, insurance market is big. And although the another challenge in such a market is that it's uh, the competition is very intense. Another challenge is that finding a big problem and a gap in the market. And of course, funding is always a problem for um, startups. Mm. And uh, for us, it takes a couple of years to develop this. But uh, in terms of funding, uh, of course, um, fundraising is, is a bit time consuming and mm. um, you need a dedicated uh, a person uh, to, to follow on that. And uh, of course, uh, there are challenges along the way. And in, in our case, it's a bit different because uh, we had a development background and science yes. background and uh, we managed to develop our solution without any uh, external support. Uh, one aspect is that we already had project because of the reputation that I built in geospatial and photogrammetric society and remote sensing society. I well connected to these uh, communities mm. and I could secure project. So that's one thing. And I somehow with my team, of course, uh, I could uh, uh, develop the solution for them. So that was a source of revenue for us. But at the same time, we learn along the way that we develop this technology. We learn a bit about technology because technology is changing every mm, day. Yeah. And we uh, that was a win-win for all of us. And uh, also empowering businesses. So that was um, in, in MapEasy. And in terms of uh, fundraising, uh, I, I guess the ideal scenario is like, uh, I believe it's like MapEasy because when you've got funding, you don't need any external investment and it's a bit time consuming. You can work in your company, you can build your product. But of, of course, uh, when you're at the stage that you need to expand internationally, you need funding. Mm. And uh, so that's, that's uh, I guess, a stage that you need to talk to investors. And this is something that we've, we've got this plan down the road because at this stage, um, we, uh, we launch our platform We've got paying clients, we've got different projects, and we are quite busy with uh, uh, doing things. And uh, But later down the road, for example, we've got expansion plan in the, into other countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, But having said that, still not easy in other countries to go with the same business model. For example, in Saudi Arabia, they are not interested in, in the same business model that we use here, like subscription model. So... We need to work with them in different models that they they need bigger share and uh, we need to develop for them something similar. And it's just for, I guess, uh, 
suitable for Saudi Arabia. The mm. source of imagery yeah. is different. Yeah. That's the yeah. complexity of mapping. So that's a challenge in, in Mapizi that it's very, I guess, uh, linked to the geographical environment at geographical uh, area. Mm-hmm. For different areas, you need to be able to offer a different solution. But in crypto KSP, that's fantastic. This is something that we we have a plan to talk to investors at earlier stages, maybe next year, mm-hmm. because we had a great traction and it's a B2C market and it has a global reach. So there wouldn't be any limitation for us to talk to investors. Right. Well, Amedi, you mentioned a bit about the funding already, so I really appreciate that. And that's, I guess, particularly for MapEasy, you got a bit of a future revenue stream there that you mentioned as well. I guess with that, and as a precursor is, um, did you have a bunch of good advisors around you as well or mentors or even a board? And I really acknowledge and appreciate you've got your academic background, mm-hmm. but I guess any startup company's always got those sort of uh, other people to, to pull yeah. expertise from and advice from. Did you have any of that, I guess, with, you, with your startup area and I guess thinking about the, the startup community that we're speaking to today, just about advisors, mentoring, coaches, yeah. Do you have any of that with, uh, with the yeah, two sure. companies? Yeah, sure. I think yeah. this, yeah. Uh, we didn't have a chance to go into that space. And as I said, in UWA, the accelerator program was offered by um, Atomic Sky, okay. by Peter mm. Rostoicher yeah. and yes. Andy, Perfect. Andy Lamb. And these these guys uh, were great. They're terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, great guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, offering uh, courses in this and and commercial team at UWA. So we work with them. We learn the basics, you know, link canvas, and you know, yeah. you know it well. Yeah. And um, CSIRO on Prime program was another one. Again, Andy was was there. Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, yeah. yeah. So uh, these two guys were great, and they. Uh, they help us to discover the market and validate our business model Mm -hmm. and uh, talking to many um, potential uh, businesses and see um, what they want in our solution. And so that was another uh, accelerator program. Natasha Natasha was uh, another great lady that uh, in the, I guess harvest program for AgTech, yeah, yeah, she's lovely so, as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, she's she's another one that uh, actually helped us a lot yeah. and very supportive. And uh, yeah, and Charlie also actually I had a chance to talk to Charlie directly in uh, in one of uh, harvest program accelerator. So in in that program, so that was uh, opportunities to learn a lot from all these guys, and there are so many of them. Yeah, there are so many yeah, of them, yeah. and uh, it's yeah. it's really hard because my I'm terrible at names, so yeah, it's hard to right. know. Uh, well, big names. shout out to Charlie yeah. Gunningham again as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but yeah, I guess uh, these guys are most notable, but there are uh, so many others. Are for yeah, example, absolutely. Ken Ken Matla, and. Uh, Gemma and Ash from uh, PropTech WA. Mm-hmm. And these guys were great. All of them actually help us in, in one way or another. And uh, you know, finding our, our niche market and uh, essentially connecting, building network and in, in different ways. Okay. Mehdi, um, before we move into maybe a little bit more of your personal story, a um, couple quick questions just about your thoughts on the local startup scene in WA, um, and I guess what your what you feel about the the scene, and uh, perhaps any gaps in the scene that you could see to the community, what that could maybe we could improve as a as a community around the startup scene. 
Yeah, sure. Actually, in the WS startup, uh, now these days is a lot better than, let's say, uh, at time that we started MapEasy. Yeah, okay. That yeah. at that time, I guess that was start of uh, the start of some accelerator programs. Yes, and uh, which we had a chance to participate. The ecosystem is growing. And every day you see the support from government, uh, grant programs, and the accelerator programs, uh, incubator, co-working spaces, and all these are positive. And recently there has been an announcement of three uh, venture funding. Yes, that's right. And uh, these are actually positive sign, and especially for young on- entrepreneurs that they uh, they really need funding to get things off the ground. And uh, we were lucky at that time because at that time there was not much funding, but uh, we managed to uh, get to this stage without any external funding, but that's not the case for everyone. Yeah. So certainly for many startups, they need uh, those seed funding, which is critical. Otherwise they can't really do it. And uh, I guess this support is becoming available. And uh, in terms of mentors and uh, high-performing uh, uh, professionals in innovation, there is no shortages in there. You just need to be proactive. You need to contact with them and uh, you need to um, talk to them and get advice and uh, see what, what you can do if you don't have experience in this space, if you are new or recently graduated. And uh, so that's, uh, that's a bit of a challenge. Another challenge, I guess, uh, here that we could do more is diversifying this space at the moment we know that the focus is mainly on the energy and mining and that's always been the case and health but the fintech and this sort of thing that i think is growing and uh, there is a there is a demand for it and crypto is one of them in in the fintech space that we are hoping to grow in perth great thanks Mary. awesome thank you And a shout out to the Startup West podcast sponsors. The Startup West podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, RSM, the City of Perth, Dinner Twist and TechOn. Mehdi, can we take you back through your career from your school days? Uh, Where were you born? Yeah, sure. Actually, uh, I was born uh, in Iran, Yeah, in in the city in uh, northeast of Iran close to Afghanistan border. Mm. And uh, and then I did my bachelor and master in Tehran University, one of top universities in Iran. And, uh, and after that, uh, I got a PhD scholarship from German government. Uh, there is an organization called the DAAD. Um, and this organization gives a scholarship to people all over the world. And I was one of the lucky ones. To Congratulations. Get one, yeah, <laughs> to get one. And uh, I uh, did my PhD in Germany. And uh, in I finished my PhD in four years. And then um, I got a job offer from Melbourne Uni and from Cooperative Research Center for um, Special Information. And I came uh, to Australia directly from Germany. Right. And I did... Um, five years of postdoc and project leader in CRC for special information. And that was a great starting point for me to know the industry better Mm. because uh, as you know, Cooperative Research Center focuses on uh, creating solution for end user. 
and for industry rather than just pure blue sky research. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was project leader and I worked with large number of organization in, in Australia. And uh, I had this firsthand experience of knowing what problem they've got and finding about their, their pain point. So that was great for five years. And after this, um, I work as a senior researcher and postdoc in RMIT for two years and relate the project was related to fish measurement and counting um, in the underwater stereo videos. And then I moved to UWA School of Computer Science and Associate, Associate Professor. And I spent a couple of years in there working different projects and uh, you know, usual things at university, publishing, yeah. uh, securing grants. Sure. And uh, so I've uh, at some point... I I thought I've done enough at university. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I quit my job <laughs> and come to startup space. That was the time that AI started taking off. That was in uh, 2012. There was a lot of discussion about AI and how computer vision and machine learning um, can be improved. Because mm -hmm. before that, the confidence was not enough in industry to use image processing, computer vision for... Um, real application. But AI changed all this. Mm. I saw an opportunity. I quit my job. At, and But the, at the same time, uh, I was adjunct professor at UWA. Mm. So I stayed at UWA. They, uh, they were generous enough to offer me an office space with support from IT, this sort of thing. And while um, I was offering, for example, teaching uh, uh, machine learning, programming, this sort of thing that in return for the office space. So that was, uh, I think, great for five years at UWA. But um, after that, uh, I moved office home, which was was easier. And uh, and I changed home. I, I had enough space. Mm. And um, so I had a couple of big servers that for AI computing was suitable. So that was the experience that in, in my career I had. And all of this has been uh, very successful and contributed to activities that I've got so far from Germany, which uh, provide me opportunity to come to Australia and Australia working with the leading organization yeah. like uh, Melbourne Uni, RMIT, CRC, and CRC at the moment now become an commercial entity that is now leading space programs in Adelaide, in Melbourne. Yeah. And I've, I've connected to all of these guys. Yeah, So we are, we are connected and we did a couple of projects with them for road mapping Queensland yeah. through satellite images and different projects. So that was a, a bit of a background and for trading, that was something that I always think, uh, think of uh, getting into that space. And after MapEasy was in a good shape, I had some free time. So I, I learned a bit about technologies because of my background is not developer programming. So I learned the very detail of how you can develop a blockchain network. So I learned all these uh, detail, technical details, and I learned a bit about, you know, all the uh, trading analytics and oh. what sort of uh, data you can get. And uh, I find a co-founder, and we start developing a crypto crispy. So that was almost, uh, we spent almost two years on this. Mm. And after lots of testing and uh, we, we noticed that it's profitable. 
over time. Of course, there are up and down sure. in, in trading, yeah. but uh, we noticed that that's profitable and we decided to uh, launch Crypto Crispy. Perfect. Um, going back briefly then, just to po- talk about you and I guess your experiences, at what point, whether it was in, at, uh, in, in Germany or even before that in Iran or even when you got to Australia, when did you feel that you started um, achieving those sort of leadership and entrepreneurial skill sets and potentials to obviously where you are today in the in the startup scene? When do you think you had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit? When do you think that hit you in, during your career? Yeah, sure. Actually, in the, Germany was a start of it. Okay. And uh, I always had a passion uh, for technology and for innovation. And uh, in Germany, actually, my my PhD was one of the most successful one. Uh, I finished in a very short period of time yeah. and was very uh, with excellent uh, mark in, in my PhD. And I was lucky enough that I worked with the leading figures in uh, geospatial and mapping. Mm. They were at the top uh, in the world. In If if you uh, mention yeah. their name anywhere, people know them. So I was lucky that I worked with these guys. One was in Germany and my second supervisor was uh, actually, he, he is originally from Perth. Okay. Actually, uh, and I worked with them and these guys were great. So they, they put a lot of challenges in, in my career, but at the same time, I benefited from their network and I learned a lot from them. Brilliant. So these are, I, I guess, the key things that if you've got a good mentor and mm. if you work with uh, these big guys, that uh, that's enough. You don't need anything else. Yeah, so that's that, right. Yeah. No, so, fair enough. Um, you told us a story of like why you moved into the startup businesses. Well, what do you wish that you'd know back then that you know now? The the experience that we, we gain in terms of uh, the structure of the company and how you set up advisory board and uh, getting people around you. Because first it was a bit hard because I had to do everything myself and I was a bit poor in time. And I think that's a challenge. If uh, you need to, I guess building a network around you is critical. Mm. So building a network around you yeah. before starting things and uh, getting advice, learning things uh, along the way and uh, doing the right things. And as I said, uh, in startup space, because it's so hard, you need to have a team uh, to uh, to share, you know, learn from each other, work together and... Uh, and have a vision for them. And I guess this is critical for a startup and finding this right talent. I was lucky that I was at UWA yeah. and normally I hired a PhD student on the, for example, casual basis that we work with them, but not everyone has this uh, opportunity. Mm. And at the same time, because my background is Iranian and all of my friends, they are university professors. We normally secure top talent. Uh, through my network, trusted mm. network, and and they work for me. But at the same time, as I said, not everyone has these advantages. Mm. So it's really important to start early knowing um, who does what and uh, knowing the advisors, business advisors, knowing the developer market, because uh, you need to delegate tasks. Otherwise, uh, it's really hard to make companies successful. Very good. Yeah. Thanks, Maddie. Well, look, I think we might finish off with a, a rapid quick fire round if we may. Um, so maybe just some short answers to a few few quick questions that we've got. Um, perhaps I'll kick it off, Chris. Sure thing. Maddie, what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Be hardworking and have a vision for what you're going to do. 
and building a good team. I think these are these are great things. Excellent, excellent. If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being? I wish um, the local startup would be uh, more supportive and uh, essentially um, offering um, services to various services to startups, whether that's business or funding or even small funding for some startup makes a big difference. And uh, I think these are these are great things, mm-hmm. magic things. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Uh, who do you most admire in the local tech scene, whether it's a company or a person in particular? I think there are so many of them. Yeah, it's really right. hard. Yeah, right. yeah, it's you really are. hard to, yeah. to name them. I think all of them are great. I yeah. mentioned a couple of uh, mm. those great guys. Yes. And uh, these these guys that especially work in the social space, these are I think amazing because uh, these guys uh, facilitate uh, for entrepreneurs to build a network to learn things fast. And uh, as I said, for example, in UWA at that time, Atomic Sky was one of them. And uh, I think there should be more support for those guys because uh, they're doing the hard work of teaching and uh, Mm. spending time. And I know that they don't have huge funding. Most of them, uh, they have a passion for innovation. They do it just for this. It's almost free. And uh, yeah. Right, right. and how can anyone who is listening help you? If uh, you are interested in our innovation, our solution, come and talk to us. And we uh, we have an excellent track record that we can empower people and organization in, in many ways. Perfect. And how can um, the listeners come and find uh, Crypto Crispy? Crypto Crispy, they can go to our website, cryptocrispy.com.au. They can sign up. We've got free plans. Awesome. And um, they can start trading. It's it's that easy. We'll do that tonight. We will. Yeah. Okay. Um, and finally, uh, Mehdi, what do you do to get away from it all, to relax and refresh? Obviously, we've got our personal time and enjoyments. Yeah. What do you do? Actually, my free time is, uh, I guess, uh, a good sleep yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. I think, one of the things yeah. that I really love no, to have. No three o'clock yeah. alerts on the, on the yes. Crypto Crispy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, most of the time, if I've got time to listening to podcasts and a bit of cycling, I think that's that's all I want. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks, Mehdi, for being with us. We really appreciate it and uh, wish you and your team for, for both uh, startup businesses uh, the best for the future. So thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity you, and uh, for your time. Also, thanks to our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by the support from Space Cubed, Curtin University, the City of Perth, RSM, TechOn, and Dinner Twist. And here's the offer from our friends at Dinner Twist. So you can focus on creating the next unicorn, let Dinner Twist worry about dinner. Here's $30 off your first box. Enter SW30 at the checkout. Go to www.dinnertwist.com.au to get started. We recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favorite podcast platform so our latest episodes appear in your feed. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you.